Brain Health and Healing with Eva Edelman and Simone Jeanette. Welcome to Season 2. Today's podcast will be a bipolar table of contents. Future episodes will contain contents for anxiety, schizophrenia, and other disorders. But for now, bipolar. Everyone's unique, and so what follows will be useful for some people, but not everyone. So don't take it as any kind of treatment recommendation. It's just to give you a table of contents. How are we going to start this? How we want to open this can of worms, girl? (laughs) (laughs) Well, first off, in season one, we've been looking at the Hoffer-Pfeiffer-Walsh biotypes the methylation imbalances, and pyrrole disorder, the major biotypes in many mental health conditions, including bipolar. With overmethylation, you get too many stimulating neurotransmitters available in the synapse, like dopamine, norepinephrine, and serotonin, contributing to anxiety, mania, psychosis, and such like. Overmethylation is where the original niacin vitamin C treatments of Dr. Abram Hoffer are particularly effective. On the other hand, with low methylation, you can get chronic depression that responds to nutrient support for methylation. Another really important type in bipolar is pyroluria, or pyrol disorder, pyroluria. Pyroluria. That's the stress disorder. B6 and zinc get depleted. B6 is critical to so many neurotransmitters, most well known as serotonin. Zinc is really important for the calming neurotransmitters. So you could get depression and high reactivity to stress, and you could also get mania. So you see, it's not simple. It's not like, oh, I'm bipolar. It's like, well, what is your chemistry? What's going on with you? And we're all different. And these different biotypes seem to be major influences with voices, mood, learning, behavior. But also there can be other factors that interweave with biotype issues, related especially to overmethylation, but a factor in all these biotypes is niacin, which can have major effectiveness with voices, anxiety, and mania, and with stabilization. We just talked about niacin last episode, so it's worth a review. Another critical nutrient is B6. In young people, B6 often is more effective than niacin for the same symptoms. So B6, really important in all antidepressant neurotransmitters, but especially for serotonin creation. Just go back to our episode on B6 in Season 1 to get a more full story. So, next, folate imbalances. Folate 
can be depressing and it can be antidepressant. We just talked about folate recently. Check it out. Continuing on, we also talked in season one about the copper-zinc balance. Zinc is a really important mood stabilizer, counters insomnia, supports the activity of GABA and taurine, countering anxiety and mania. On the other hand, there's copper. There's a balance with copper. High copper is pretty common in bipolars, and especially if mania predominates. But high copper can also cause depression. Sometimes there's problem with the enzyme that processes copper and other metals, and sometimes other metals are contributing to symptoms like lead, aluminum, and mercury. And then there's more that we're going to be talking about over the next few seasons. There is magnesium, which can be a critical nutrient in stabilizing moods. We're going to be talking about magnesium next episode, so stay tuned for that. We will also look at sodium potassium issues, trace mineral doses, very small, of lithium, and key vitamins. Besides the niacin and B6 and folate from season one, there's other B vitamins. Vitamin D3, the, the sunlight vitamin, choline inositol, vitamin C, and so on. And then there's essential fatty acids. Cool. Omega-3 is the one that slows processes down, that calms you down. And so in some sense for bipolars, it's a mood stabilizer. In higher amounts, it's anti-bipolar depression. Omega-6 speeds you up. It speeds up your immune system. It can cause inflammation Oh wow! and pain. I don't want that. High omega-6 can be associated with depression, but can also be associated with mania. Another key consideration is oxidative stress, which is quite prevalent. The copper or toxic metals can do it. Emotional stress could do it. The overactivation or the depression can do it. Inflammation. The food choices, which are notoriously poor in most bipolars, unless you're listening to this show. (laughs) Yeah, unless you're working on it. And then toxic air. Mercury in the water, baby. The mercury, metal toxins, yeah. Yeah. And the, the counter to that, one, avoid these sources as much as you can. And two, antioxidants. Typically, there's A, C, E, selenium. All those could be particularly important, but there's also the plant-based antioxidants like like the bioflavonoids that give the colors to food, like anthocyanidins that give you the blue-purple of blueberries. <laughs> nice colors, right? Yeah. Or the ansins, as in corn, yellow. <laughs> They're in the color. But anyway, it's very interesting that these these 
long words that sound like chemicals are actually the names for the antioxidants that come from the colors in the food. Eat a multicolored diet, yes. and you'll get a whole bunch of antioxidants. So more on this later. We'll also talk about the inhibitory amino acids, which also happen to be neurotransmitters, and those are GABA and taurine, again, very helpful in supporting mood stability, helping counter mania, especially if there's enough zinc around. And then there's tryptophan and tyrosine to counter depression, and to precurse the neurotransmitters serotonin and dopamine and norepinephrine respectively. We're going to also look at various health factors. There's allergies and sensitivities. Dairy, wheat, very common. But also there could be corn, chocolate, or caffeine, or tobacco. People could sometimes get really paranoid on tobacco. There's also sensitivities to environmental factors, like hay fever or cats, dogs. <laughs> and sometimes some of these sensitivities are triggered by exposure when you're under stress. And then there's hormone problems. Thyroid problems are so commonly associated with bipolar disorder. The adrenal imbalances, we talked about blood sugar, but other adrenal imbalances, pituitary problems... And then there's neurological problems, seizural problems very often are associated both with schizophrenia and bipolar. So there's also psychosocial factors, lifestyle, like how you eat, do you exercise, do you have regular hours, regular sleep, regular meals, and so on. So to review episodes in Season 1 that are relevant to bipolar, we have episodes 7 through 13, which are pyral disorder, zinc-copper balance, vitamin B6, P5P, undermethylation, folate, overmethylation, and niacin. Also, apart from the major biotypes, we have episode 6, effects of light on mood. Coming up in this season and beyond, we're going to have magnesium next episode and other key vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, fatty acids, and amino acids as relevant. Also, allergy, candida, thyroid, other hormones, inflammation, toxicity, excitotoxins, neurological issues, and other health conditions. You get a hint because episodes particularly relevant to bipolar will have the word bipolar in the title. So are you still happy with the list? <laughs> it could go on and on. On and on, baby. <laughs> yeah, just touching the surface. I probably skipped some things, but this is just to give you a little more receptivity to the shows that are coming up which will be on segments rather than the whole picture because it is really too much to consider the whole picture, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so if you learn the segments, 
any one of them could be something that you might recognize. Oh, that sounds just like me. And you'll be able to go back to the shows and refresh anytime you want. Then you could go look. Oh, what did they say about pyrrole disorder again? And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so coming up, we're going to talk about all these chemistries. Anyway, that's why I have my book, so it, you could see the whole picture. Eva, I'm looking at this book that you wrote. I'm super grateful for all the work that you've put into your books because listeners, if you have a mental health diagnosis and you need a book to look at that offers alternative help, this is a good book for it and it's not complicated to read through and understand. Where would you pick up a book like this if you were interested? Well, you could get more information at borgebooks.com. B-O-R-A-G-E, borgebooks.com. That's great. These books are Natural Healing for Bipolar Disorder and also Natural Healing for Schizophrenia. I'm really excited that I have this book and I get to look at it and learn from you. It's been my pleasure, Simone. Well, that's it for Table of Contents for Bipolar. Tune in next month for a brand new episode on magnesium and mood stabilization. Till then, take care.